Welcome to the Dogcast for Greyhound Racing SA. Visit grsa.com.au. Uh, welcome to the latest edition of the Dogcast, brought to you uh, by Greyhound Racing SA. I'm your host, Bretton Yates, and as always, uh, joined by Greyhound Racing SA's uh, manager, that's the racing manager, Sean Matheson. And Matho, uh, big weeks, they just keep coming. And we've got the uh, Mount Gambier Cup coming up on Sunday. Yeah, Yatesy, um, we had the heats last week. So um, Group 3 final um, this Sunday at Mount Gambier. They always get a good crowd down there in the yeah. southeast. Um, we know it's never too hot down there. It's nice <laughs> conditions and nice and cool for everyone. So I expect a big crowd on course there. Yeah, we had some terrific heats last Sunday, which we're obviously going to review. We'll look back at that and then sort of preview the, the big race coming up. Uh, we've got the Easter Cup heats coming Coming up here at Angle Park, two of those on Thursday night. So we'll dissect those. That race over the uh, 595 metres, of course. Yep, over the middle distance. So yeah. um, they, they're two nice quality heats uh, on Thursday night. Also want to ask you a bit more about the E-Star uh, match uh, race series. So I'll get your thoughts on that and you can explain a bit more to yep. me and, and those watching about how it all works and who gets an opportunity to compete um, and talk about uh, our locals doing oh, proud on a national amazing. stage. We're going to really dig into what's happening in the launching pattern, the Easter egg. Oh, exciting times. SA dogs, SA bred dogs and own dogs, wonderful performances. Uh, uh, they've been wonderful over the last few months. And yeah, got a crescendo in the next few weeks. I'm sure we're going to get a group one, hopefully, um, yeah, in the coming weeks. Well, plenty to come. So stick around and let's get stuck into it. The Week in Review. Uh, time for our Week in Review, brought to you by uh, the Fresh Pet Food Co. Uh, proud suppliers, of course, of fresh pet yep. food uh, for our Gap SA greyhounds in the Gap Prison programs. Uh, they're based right here in SA. So visit their website, uh, freshpetfoodco.com.au, for more info. Uh, well, Matho, big day last Sunday at Mount Gambier. We yep. had the uh, seven heats of the Carlin and Gazard Mount Gambier Cup, uh, big Group 3 final coming up this Sunday, but yep. uh, let's look back at the heats and sort of how it all played out. Yeah, we spoke last week on the high quality of these races, and I spoke how, you know, all the good dogs, if they happen to all get through, and I reckon a number of the good dogs did get through through the heats. High quality racing, seven heats. Um, the first heat kicked off with your hero bail yep. for Dan Gibbons. Uh, we spoke last week on the show. She was the class of that race just first look at the track, how she'd manoeuvre herself through the field. And I was pretty impressed um, the way she got through the field. Uh, she wasn't the quickest beginner, yep. but she was able to find her way to the fence and, and then um, punched through, broke clear, got away with it with a really strong win. And I must admit, Yatesy, I, I looked at the time and she went 29.47 and, and she didn't. She looked to be doing it pretty easy, to yeah. be honest. Yeah, uh, look, great run and was the second quickest qualifier uh, with that time. And I, I think you're right. Like the key to that, running that sort of time and not being well away. Like yeah. she was sort of midfield at best away and then able to get to the rail, as you said, and just too powerful. Like going through the back, able to zip through and put the challenge on and, and the race was done. Uh, Blackpool Ryan in second, but um, obviously there's only one spot for the second place getters up for grabs as far as qualifying for the final and it wasn't to be for it. That's right. I mean, you look through the depth of each heat. That, I mean, a lot of the dogs running second and third ran really fast times and could have qualified in their own right, but you almost you had to win to get in. There yeah. was only one second place getter got through, which we'll talk about 
um, in the next heat. But yeah, um, good performances behind, but ultimately it's about winning. Yeah, talk about uh, time and speed. And you're right, this is uh, how they qualified. We had two go through here. So the winner, Mr. Anderson, and the second place getter, Wolfie. It ran 29.61 as the uh, the quickest second place getter. Uh, but Dan Gibbons brought up the early double, yeah. and Mr. Anderson looked very nice. Quickest qualifier, but did it at both ends. Had, had really nice speed, led... Really strong late and, you know, quickest qualifier. Bit of an awkward draw in the final. We'll get to that later, but um, a lot to like about the way it went about its business. Most definitely. We spoke about him again last week that um, he'd had performances at the Mount Gambier track and he'd done quite well, but he almost seems to have gone to a new level in the Dan Gibbons kennel. That was, I think, his third win in a row and very impressive. He said both ends, Yates, he showed really good high speed and then strong at the end, 29-41. Worfie got carried through to be that that, um, second place getter who qualified for the final in 20. 961, but you couldn't take much away from the winner out of this heat. Now, uh, look, I understand you like the run of the third dog there, Max Power. Yeah, Tell just, us about that. Oh, just I noticed in the replays, Yates, we probably won't see him back in South Australia, Max Power. Um, I think it's in the Drew Kennel. So I think it's just one for the, the viewers or listeners to have a look at in country Victoria. We seem to be getting home really strongly. Came from midfield in a slick time. Uh, went 29.66 himself in running third, only beaten three and a half lengths. I think that's one to follow, country Victoria. What about uh, the locally trained Aston Zebel for Dave Peckham? Um, gee, a bit of a deceptive finish when they went down to the line. And when you go back through the finishing times, they're sort of equal, like it in Gangster yep. Paradise. Uh, but there was a, a very, very fine margin going to Aston Zebel, who looked to really have the race parceled up off the yep. back. But, gee, I thought the second Greyhound was very gallant, Gangster Paradise. Ran really well, as you said. A bit deceptive because the camera's um, in front of the winning post. So yeah. sort of looking sort of behind the dogs a little bit. Um, but Aston Zeal for Dave Peckham, he, he was the quality in that in that race. As you mentioned, I thought he, he'd broken away. I thought he was going to get away from Gangster Paradise. Full credit to the runner-up. Just got nosed out. Not much you can do. I mean, that's the way the photo finish went. And congratulations to Dave Peckham. I mean, because it's probably his main player in the final. Although yep. the box draw has probably allowed for one of his others to come into to the mix. We'll talk about that in a, in a, in a short moment. But Aston Zebel's been in rare form down the mount and, you know, got through. Uh, next heat, we had Titan Blazer. Dan Gibbons bringing up three of the four heats so far um, and beat Springvale Matty, who I thought, when you go back and have a look, was a massive run in the race. But uh, look, all honours with the winner. What did you make of it? 29.57. Yeah, well, I didn't mind his run, to be honest. Um, we know he's a Group 1 performed greyhound. He did get a nice card across with Springvale Matty, who came out really running. He got a good card across. But then the one dog sort of kicked up. And um, down the back straight, I thought Titan Blazer had got the second. Matty had drifted back a little bit. I thought he was going to go straight past the one dog. But I, in looking at it, I thought the one dog might have just come out a little bit. I think Titan Blazer might have brushed and just stopped his momentum slightly. Um, got going again and really powered through the line. I thought to the to the to to, to get to get the win. Sorry, Maddie came from midfield. Yeah, got going again and she flashed home into into second in a really strong performance. 
I didn't mind Titan Blazers run, but you're a little bit sort of expect maybe a touch more from Well, I, I just thought, uh, well done tipping him, by the way. $1. forty, very brave. Yeah. Um, well, the odds weren't out at the time, <laughs> Yatesy. They weren't out. Uh, I, um, I, would, I thought, look, I haven't had as close a look off the back that you're talking about, but I thought he got to that position pretty pretty well outside the speed. Yeah. Um, and I think that's another thing we need to touch on in this particular uh, heat series. I'll, I'll get to it in a minute. Uh, but I thought off the back was entitled to just go bang, straight by and push on. When you've got Springvale Maddie, who's reasonably fresh, like hasn't got the absolute hardened fitness under her belt since coming back, taking lengths off you in the run to the line, yep. that's the little bit that concerned me about the run. But the time's reasonably good. Yeah. Like, so, look, maybe I'm being a bit harsh, but just what my eyes saw on that particular race um, and maybe my expectation of what he might be able to do, they didn't marry up. Yeah, I, sure. I thought once in that outside the lead position, it would have been done easier. You look at the clock and you go, well, you know what? It's only a couple of lengths outside the fastest qualifier, so it's not terrible. Yeah. Um, and just that Springvale Maddie run, which I thought was very nice and very big and you need to follow her. Um, yeah, I, I, I don't know. We'll, we'll I mean, wait I and see. Thought if you'd have probably asked Dan Gibbons... Um, prior to the heats, who was your top three? Yeah, they probably they probably gone in a different order. Like he would probably would have had Titan, Blazy, Hero, and yep. Mr. Anderson, and yep. they performed yeah. the other way yeah. on time. Yeah, so I mean, probably slightly disappointing, but I mean, got the job done, made it through to the final, and which is ultimately in these Group Three series, you just got to get there, don't yeah, you? Yeah, exactly right. Um, and Dave Peckham got another one through with with Lock and Varkale, and this continued the pattern of the series in my view there's only one greyhound that qualified that came from further back than second heading into the back you had to be on the pace you just couldn't run on and get it done um so look this is another one to me had everything go its way it it had space to move early which was a real key to the race had really nice speed and i thought you know held on pretty well but 2953 um what, what did you make of its performance I just think he just loves Mount Gambier, doesn't yep. he? And he's professional at what he does at the track. He um, uses all of his attributes. He's got some good early and he's strong. And he, as you say, a lot went his way in the run. And he was able to to, to get the job done, 29.53, take nothing away from him. Um, he'll find it tougher in, in the final, but he has drawn well in the final. Um, but he loves Mount Gambier. And at the point you make is a valid one, um, it's hard to come off speed when you are running good times up the front and pretty much any any of the dogs who found the way to the front had that strength behind them. So, um, you know, he performed really well. The second qualifier for Dave Peckham. So yeah. congratulations to him getting two through. Um, and he'll be a big player in the final, I think. Uh, one that sort of defied the pattern for the day was Springvale Rex for Gavin Harris. Um, yep. uh, look, Drew inside, wanted to really push up hard on that uh, first turn, but take us through the race from there. Yeah, well, he found him, his way into third. I mean, Federal Outlaw was able to you know, skip away in the lead and Blue Sky Boy was chasing hard. Um, and Fr- Springvale Rex was back in third. We know that... Uh, Gavin's dogs, they like the rail yeah. and they're strong at the end. But I thought the elastic band between him and the leader was possibly a little bit too far away because he's has been running over six and 700 metres. Take us through the elastic band, Matho. Well, no, I just, like the just, little analogy. You know, <laughs> you know, it was almost broken. But um, <laughs> no, nah, turning for home, though, you could see he's just building that momentum to the outside and both him and um, 
Blue Sky Boy ranged up, ran straight past Federal Outlaws with Springboro Rex charged away. Fired up Finn, got into third, and, and Blue Sky Boy back in fourth. But, yeah, really strong performance and definitely the benefit of running over the longer trips here in the metro area benefited him. But he did get a nice lead into it. He was clearly third, and he got clear running up to the leader. But a really good performance. The further you pull that elastic band back, Matho, the quicker and harder it can uh, come. So maybe that's what happened. Um, <laughs> look, I agree that the time's not there to suggest that uh, it will be figuring in the final. And um, I've seen an early tab fix market. It's, it's the outsider in the final. We'll get to that. Uh, but all that said, if there's any sort of scrambling up towards a lead or off the back and there's a bit of jamming, yeah. the strength will come to play. And if you can find clear room and finish, that last 30 metres was really powerful. Yeah. So, you know, anything we know can happen in racing. You probably, uh, that's the only case we can sort of probably make for Springvale Rex as far as, um, you know, a final chance. But yeah. uh, anyway, he's got through and, and there with a chance. Um, next heat. Uh, now, interesting winner here, Sister Roberta, uh, beating the uh, really short price favourite in the race, Piscobo uh, Bale, who couldn't sort of go with the leader. Yeah, no, she, she drew wide, Sister Roberta. She was on the back of a really strong win the week before in slick time when she drew inside. This time she drew outside, but she carved across from out wide, showed really good speed, 4.35 to the first split, um, and she was able to get across, and that was the key. Um, she ran 29.66 in the lead. Piscopo Bale got crossed, got into second, um, didn't give it away, ch- no, did his absolute best to try and chase her down. Yep. She was just too strong in the end. Um, as I mentioned, 29.66 for Tracy Price, but that early speed, Yatesy, is the key for her. I mean... Um, that's, uh, that could be the telling point for her, how she begins. Well, absolutely. I mean, that's the key to her race, and it's the key to her final as well. But, look, there were two points for her in that race that I thought were key. The early speed is, is one of them, but it was the hard left turn that she did just sort of going by the short course boxes there as a just sort of exiting the straight, like she went hard rail. Now, there was just enough space for her to get there. Yeah. It could have been carnage, but it wasn't. She had that clear room. Now, she does the same thing in the final. She's got a widest draw, I think, from memory. So it's going to be interesting to see what pans out there. The other part I liked about her race was um, she was challenged a bit by Piscopo Bale. And I thought she held it and then went again. So I thought that was another good portion to her race. So, um, yeah, a really, really good series. We come up with a terrific final. So we'll we'll run through that and we'll give that a, a full preview. Yep. So good stuff. Some Southeast uh, Group 3 action. Um, as we continue with our review, time to have a look at the uh, local greyhounds on the, the national stage. And, Matho, uh, the launching pad. We had the uh, the heats at Sandown last week. And uh, Victor Albi, very, very nice. Able to drive through and get the cash for Tony Rasmussen. Well, he's been going really well. I mean, he, he won a couple of starts ago at the Meadows and then was in the, the heats of the launching pad. Drew really nice for him. Uh, drew the inside, but was able to be strong in the first turn. Thought he was going to get crossed, but he pushed up hard. Yes. Um, and then, yeah, he, he pushed through the lead off the back straight. He got a little bit of a break on his rivals and held that to the line. 29-5, which was solid performance. There was a lot of other dogs in the series. In the, in the other heats went quicker. Um, but the first four go through to the semifinals. So he, he again, t- box ticked. He got through. One impressively, so he'll have to go to the next level at semi-final stage. But um, he's drawn box one yeah. on Thursday night in yeah. the semi-final as well. So uh, no reason he can't go slightly quicker. 
Um, and if he can do the same job, you know, top two gets him through to the final, but um, he performed really well and, you know, great to see an SA dog winning, yeah. you know, interstate on Thursday night. Yeah, uh, very well described too about the way that he did it. Um, what about Livet? So was uh, <laughs> uh, sort of out with them, really wanted to get off the track as we expected going to that first bend. Yeah, we know. We said last week box one probably doesn't suit Livet. Um and did want to shift off pretty dramatically, but was able to get momentum back and got into fourth and held fourth pretty comfortably through to the line. 29.8 was Livet's time. And we spoke about this is the dog that I think will improve as the dogs in front of it goes quicker. Yep. So it can it can get carried through and again, qualified for the, for the um, semi-finals. Um, drawn box three in its semi-final, gonna be a tough ask, yeah. I think. Um, but again, to make it, I think it's a really good job. And um, I think the experience away for Livet will will do, and that Grey and had a lot of benefit. Yeah, uh, really, really good stuff. So box three it is on uh, on Thursday night. Uh, what about the Easter egg? Uh, this is exciting stuff, isn't it? Like every time we get to see Victor Damien go around, it's, yep. it's a real edgier seat sort of stuff, isn't it? Because there's the excitement about him being from Adelaide. There's the excitement about knowing what he can do. Yep. And there's a, then there's the excitement of actually watching him do it. Like an extraordinary box eight win the other night. Space them. Yep. Um, tell us your thoughts about his win. Well, he made a statement, didn't he, to, mm. the, to all his other competitors. Um, we, we sort of thought that he could produce something like that, and he did. He was strongly supported as well. Uh, drew eight, which is not a great box to draw yeah. at Wentworth Park. But I was looking at the um, the split times. I mean, he went 29.34. He was the fastest qualifier in the heat. Gets him through to the semi-final stage now. Um, but 29.34, and he was 17.75 off the back. No other dog in the heats went quicker than him to the back and overall. His only concern is just early in the race. Some other dogs can begin out of the boxes a little bit faster. Yep. But he begin, he comes out, but then he really builds that momentum through the first turn and you know rockets off the back, rockets into the back straight and then off the back straight. So my thoughts with him is the only thing um, Tony and Lisa need to worry about is just get his start right. Everything else will take care of itself. He's a smart dog as well. We've seen him. He positions himself well. Um, but geez, he gapped him. Yeah. And it was a great feeling. You know, SA dog doing... You know, little old SA, you know, yeah. again, taking on the big boys and he brained them. And, you know, um, full credit to the other Heat winners on the night, but there was not one that was more impressive than him. Uh, look, I take your point with his start and it's well made. And I, I'm not sure they're going to be able to rectify that in any meaningful way over the next week or two. I don't think his start was that terrible the other night. Like oh, he no. was sort of with them, four and five wide going to the winning post. And, and then he clicked into gear and away he went. I think it's more... Um, look, I hear what you're saying about you can't give away at the top end starts to top end greyhounds and that can happen for him at the beginning of the race. However, I think more what he needs is just no bad luck. Like mm. if he can yeah. have clear room and run his race, if they were to run in lanes or whatever, yeah. um, it's that sort of early part doesn't worry me as much because that middle and back part is so exceptional. Like his middle part in the Australian Cup, like, that was extraordinary yeah. what he was able to do there from that wide draw and stick around and power through really deep and put himself into a race against absolute A-graders. Yeah. So I hear what you're saying, but to me, 
Um, I don't think that's something that can be fixed or necessarily if he's got that in the kit bag. Yeah. I mean, can you remember a time we've seen him really ping out? Maybe his second oh, run, no, no. he was he was probably okay here at Angle Park from memory. But, um, I mean, can, can you remember one that he has hit it or is this just how he is? No, no, I think it's just how he is. I, I'm not saying that he's, he's terrible out of the boxes. Actually, he comes out of Wentworth Park actually quite well. Yeah. He comes out of the boxes. But I'm just saying when you get to semifinals and final stage, yep. that's the one area that is the only concern for this dog. Yep. And I take your point about bad luck as well. Yep. But it's the only thing to worry about him because his middle part and late late part of the race, he, he can be, he's one of the few dogs who could come from midfield yep. and beat a group one field. And so long as he finds himself into that position, yep. he's the dog to beat, no doubt about it. He doesn't need to lead to win. Whereas I think a lot of dogs, when you get to this level, Yatesy, they have to lead to win. Yeah, like They don't have another string to their bow. This dog has a number of strings to his bow. And he is coming out of the box as well at Wentworth Park. But that's the only part of the race that they just... Yeah, I mean, they sort of go hand in hand, early speed and better luck, don't they? So if, you, if, yeah. you're, if you're in front, you're a bit less likely to find trouble. So yeah. that that's the, the sort of marry-up, I think. But uh, what, what an exciting time. Oh, it's yeah. really, really good. Um, so when are the fields out for the semis? So they should be coming out, I think, Wednesday. Okay. Um, they'll come out. And so you'll get the full four semifinals, see where he's drawn. Hopefully, as the fastest qualifier... He, um, you know, he hopefully gets a slightly weak semi-final, hopefully, <laughs> um, to, to, to get through. But um, the beauty of the semi-finals, though, is you run first or second, you do get through to a, a Group 1 final. It's not as cutthroat as heat to final stage. Um, but let's just hope he just, you know, no bad luck and, you know, wins again. Just when you spoke about that, is that for real? Like, are there semi-finals that are set up in a certain manner as far as time related? Or is it all random when it comes through to the semi-final draws? Do you know? Uh, most of the time, well, in South Australia, yep. um, semi-finals are done based on... on, on um, Rankings or something. Where you, where you placed and your time. But effectively, if it was four semi-finals, it goes... Um, one, two, three, four are separated. And then the five is with the one, six is with the two, gotcha. seven is with the three. Now, other states might do that slightly differently. I'm not sure. Okay. So the point I'm saying, maybe Victor Damien, if it was in South Australia, he's the fastest qualifier. He'd be with the fifth sort of fastest gotcha. heat winner, yep. uh, you know, through that yep. process. So, um, but yeah, um, Let's, let's see what happens. Yeah, see where the marbles fall. Uh, we had a couple of other representatives as well for Tony. Uh, Queen of Scotch and Victor Marley. Queen of Scotch, firstly, um, sort of seemed to bounce pretty well, but then had that outside traffic, which yeah. doesn't really appreciate. Yeah, no, she, we know she likes to get a bit wide. Um, she was still a solid performance. Yeah. She, ran, she ran, I think... Uh, fourth? Fourth, I think, yeah. yeah. Um, or third? Th- fourth. Well, Third or fourth. She was close to close to qualifying for the semi-final. She might be a reserve for a semi-final, and so she might end up in another race on the night. I'm not too sure, Um, but yeah, she was another good performance. We've spoken about her. Is she still in the same form as what she was in, you know, a month or two ago? Um, But she's she'll give you everything that she's got, and she ran a good performance. Um, Victor Marley, probably the, the same. I think Victor Marley actually does love Wentworth Park, yeah. to be honest. She what about was, the start? Oh, she was <laughs> electric early. Yeah. She lit him up early. And, um, but, yeah, I mean, having group dogs chasing you, you're gonna, you, they're going to come at you at some point. And she, she just, uh, I think, ran fifth in, the, in her 
heat, so she couldn't hang on for a, for a position in the semi-finals. But she's in on Thursday night at Angle Park, yeah. so um, she can light it up like that early. Yeah. She'll, um, she'll be hard to I, The bit I liked about her race, apart from the outstanding first part to the section off the back, I thought off the back, she's just paddling and gone. But she really wasn't. Like, in the home straight, she kept rallying, kept rallying, and that last 20 metres is probably when the bulk of them yeah. got over the top of her and put a little margin on. So I thought the run was really, really solid. Um, uh, you know, not in the Victor Damien mould, but yeah. for what she was able to do, I thought it was solid. Uh, well, there we go. Big review. And uh, we've got plenty to come as well, Matho. So we'll look forward uh, to the Group 3 Carlin and Gazard Mount Gambier Cup. The Preview. Time now uh, for the preview brought to you by the 2023 Carlin and Gazard Group 3 Mount Gambia Cup. It's on this Sunday. Uh, it's going to be big down there at Tara Raceway. Uh, gates open at 11 a.m. and entry is free. Uh, a great day of racing. Uh, trackside, the canteen, bar, free kids activities, Matho. It's always a really big day and, and well patronaged uh, down there on Cup Day. No, they always get a good crowd down there and uh, great down in the southeast. Travelling down there, beautiful conditions and plenty of activities, as you mentioned. Uh, got the playground there for the kids, all activities. The patron facility, which has been there for, for quite some time, is always nice and open. You've got plenty of room to move. Yep. Um, you get close to the action. So, yeah, definitely worth uh, worth a trip if, if you want to go for a drive. And But if you're in the local area, get to the Mount Gambier Dogs. a great day. And what a wonderful final we have uh, assembled on uh, Sunday as well at Group 3 level. I'll tell you the other thing, Matho, about the canteen. It's... it's it's the old-fashioned, fresh country, can't-beat-at-home style food. It's it's made there as you're there. Yeah. It's cooked fresh and ready to go, and it's really, really good. So uh, if you're looking for something to eat, that's the place to uh, go. They do a great job. I, I can Better let you KFC know. KFC on the drive <laughs> home, I can tell you that. Um, okay, you've got to cross the road to get to that one, don't uh, you? The, yeah, you, uh, you, you? If you're desperate, you'll, go, you'll cross the road. Yeah, you've got McDonald's on the left there as your sort of exit. Uh, okay, what about uh, this cup? Now, I'll just run through the box draw, Matho, yep. with the prices, and then I'll get your uh, your opening thoughts about all this. So, uh Lockenvar Kale in box one, $7 tab fixed. Aston Zebel in two at $3.50, an equal favourite. Uh, three, Warfy, who was the only greyhound to be beaten who gets into this race at $7. It was the quickest uh, second throughout the series behind Mr. Anderson, who won that heat. Your hero, Bale, in box four, same draw it had uh, for its semi. It's three to, uh, for its uh, heat, rather. It's three fifty an equal favourite. Uh, five, Titan Blazer at $5.50. Six, Springvale Rex, it's the outsider, and really the only one um, as far as the market is concerned, not seen to be a winning chance at the $34. Uh, seven, Mr. Anderson at $8 on the tab fixed. And uh, we've got Sister Roberta in box eight at $10. There are two reserves who are priced here. So Blackpool Ryan is $13 and Gangster Paradise at $26. So they will uh, uh, supply a couple of deductions there throughout the uh, the fixed yeah. market. Uh, okay, what, what are you... Thoughts? What What are you sort of leaning to when you have a, a look at this field, and, and what do you make of the way it's all panned out, box draw wise? Oh, it's really interesting, isn't it? I mean, just the the box draw. I think I've I've got three thoughts around around this. Okay. Um, I think the first one is Dave Peckham's um, two contenders have drawn really well for them. Yep. I think Lockenbar Kale out of the red will suit will suit that dog down to the ground and. Aston Zebel will get some nice cover from 
Lockenbach-Kyle. I don't think Aston Zebel can beat Lockenbach-Kyle out. Yep. But I think if Lockenbach-Kyle does what it does, it'll push up on the first turn and give Aston Zebel an opportunity for clear running. Um, my other thought around that is the speed in the race, Yatesy, the high speed comes from wide on the track with Mr. Anderson for Dan Gibbons out in the seven and Sister Roberta at $10. That seems overs for her, but she's desperate to lead for Tracy Price. But that is where the speed is, the high speed drawn out wide. So that if they come across and chop them off, they're going to put themselves in the race. And I, you know, I did tip Titan Blazer last week. 550 for me is, is a really good price about a dog that I think can improve. And I think he can show enough speed when there's no speed around him. Your hero bales not quick out and Springvale Rex is not quick out. So he will get an opportunity to drive forward to the first turn, but he will have to come out a lot quicker than he showed in the heat. Yeah. So I'm the way I'm leaning a little bit towards probably my heart here with Titan Blazer. I've got a bit of a soft spot for this dog. <laughs> I reckon it can cross over. And then I think the Peckham dogs will be really hard to beat on the inside. And if that is the case, the ones out wide won't get across. What was your take on it? I'm just trying to figure out what you're saying. So you're you're trying. Are you saying that Titan Blaze is going to lead? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, uh, yeah, I am. Yeah, right. Yeah. Okay, I don't see that at all. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so look, I agree uh, with both points you've made. Um, your hero Bale and Springvale Rex won't be as well out as as Titan Blazer. I thought the seven and the eight would be out and firing. What I was thinking is Titan Blazer. It would be that. Um, that Goldilocks sort of position, Matho, where you, <laughs> you're not too position. far forward, you're not too far yep. back, you're just in the right spot. Okay. Uh, so I thought that you'd have Lockenvar, Kale, Aston, Zebel booting up. You'd have the seven and the eight coming over from wide. It would be that length just behind all those four sort of going at it and yep. being able to find its space. And it would be in front of the others, um, you know, probably Hero Bale, maybe Warfie and Springvale Rex would be at the back. So I see it getting a nice run. But more in my mind about this race is... Um, who's going to be leading into the back? Because that's what the Heats told us you had to do. Now, is it different because you get all the talent together? Um, look, I made the same mistake a few weeks ago in the Murray Bridge Cup where I thought everything in the Heats sort of as a pattern showed us you had to yeah. win the race from off the back to the home turn, but that wasn't the case. Panorama was able to do it jumping and leading. Yeah, sure. Now, is this a case where there's going to be that much early pressure that it is set up for something that runs on? And if, yeah. if that's the case, it could be a Titan Blazer. I thought Sister Roberta was placed to be able to win. Mm. And at the price, I thought was big. The reason I say that, Mr. Anderson's going to fire out. She's going to follow it over. Um, and I think they're going to beat the others down to the inside because Locken, Aston Zebel will want to stay up just fractionally. So Lockenvarkale's going to get the room to move. But with that crunching down effect on the first bend, I'm not sure it can boot and hold and be that because to, to be able to handle that, you've got to be at least, you know, maybe a neck back. You, you can't If you're a half length back, you'll get clobbered. Yeah. And I'm not sure it's going to match the early speed of this other pair out deep. The query is, can Sister Roberta go with Mr. Anderson in that yeah. first section? So, yeah. yes, she's going to get the cover going over, but can it chop down hard? And I think... The reason I'm sort of going with her is I think can sort of match, yeah. and I think is going to crunch hard like it did in the um, in the heat run. So yeah. I thought it was a bit of value at the ten dollars. Yeah. Um, 
But the, the overall race, as far as the pricing itself, I thought Aston Zebra was was maybe underpriced a little bit at, at the three dollars fifty. I wasn't sure about it. What what do you think? Is it as equal favourite? Yeah, I mean, you'd you'd want to uh, same with your hero bale. To yeah, be honest, yeah. I mean. We spoke about in the heat, you know, only one dog came from third. Everything else was was leading effectively. Yeah. And our two favourites for the final are, are both dogs that won't lead. I, I don't think anyone would pick your Hero Bale or Aston Zebel leading. I think they might get a nice run. I mean, your Hero Bale is going to be very much dictated to by the speed out wide when yep. she ends up because she's got to have to find room through the rails, I would have thought. But yeah, I think that's unders. I think I think the market will shift a little bit, Yates. I yeah. think there'll be some support for definitely the two dogs out wide, Mr. Anderson and Sister Roberta. Um, and I could definitely see Lock and Bar Carl shortening as well. Yeah. So I think it could be like four dollars the field easily. Yeah, and yeah, no, I agree. Um, I think there's some movement to happen in this market. And even like you said, Mr. Anderson, quickest qualifier. Um, look, got speed with no real speed directly underneath. You could see it firming up. Lachlan Varkale, I think, is going to get that little run through with Aston Zebel sort of just covering it a bit early. I think it's going to tighten. A tighten Blazer, what does it do at 5.50 in the market? Is it sort of well, tighten a fraction? or? Yeah, well, again, if, if um, the market takes my view, it'll tighten. <laughs> um, but, but, but it's a big chance regardless, as you say, even if it's... It'll be up near up near the speed at five fifty. I think that represents good value. Yeah. I expect it to probably tighten a little bit. Mm-hmm. I can't see there being, you know, a two dollar difference between your Hero Bow and Titan Blazer. That has to shorten a little bit. I would yeah. have thought. Yeah. So um, it really makes for a wide open yeah. race. Um, what was so you're going to tip Sister Roberta? I'm going to tip Sister Roberta each way. Yeah. yeah. Um, in front of Titan Blazer and look, I'm a bit of a Lock and Var Kale fan because of yeah. how it's able to perform down there. And look, the blowout amongst all of this is the way your hero Bale railed heading around the first bend last uh, in the heat. Whether there's any jamming, which is very possible with this early speed map, it's very possible it could get tight. If it hugs the fence and gets the luck and gets through, then... You know, it can certainly win. It's my fourth pick, but it's certainly not my a three dollar fifty yeah. equal top pick for me. So I've gone Sister Roberta number eight to beat five, one, and four. Who, who do you like? Yeah, I'll Titan Blazer yep. on top um, to beat. I'll take the view that I don't think the wide dogs will get across. Yep. Um, or will be kept out a bit wider. So I'll look for um, Lock and Bar Carl for second, Aston Zebel for third. I do think your Hero Bale does rely on definitely the ones out wide not getting across for her to be right in the mix. Uh, it's a high quality race, Yatesy. But yeah, I'll go with Dan Gibbons, 550 Titan Blazer. That'll do me on top. Fantastic stuff. Uh, see if you can butter up and get the Titan Blazer heat and final <laughs> double. Okay. At least, at least it'll be a bit of a price for that you this time. Amazing. <laughs> uh, now, Thursday night. Um, before we get into our tips, actually, uh, for Thursday night, Matho, we've got the E Star match series yeah. coming up. Now, um, can you tell me a bit about how that works and what it all means in relation to being able to take part in that? Yeah, no, it's a really good advent. We, we do two match race series a year. We do the one just before the Adelaide Cup, which uh, SA versus the All-Stars yep. gets you into the Group 1 Adelaide Cup, whereas this match race series is pretty much for the local dogs, um, and it's absolutely based on winning times over the last three, four, five months about how they've performed, the and it's all on a like a table. Whoever's got the fastest winning time will be the top rater. Now at the moment, Victor Damien at thirty oh three is the top ranked dog to go into the match race series, which is held Thursday week. Um, but Victor Damien, all things being equal, will be in the Golden Easter Egg final. So 
uh, the next dogs are looking at Springvale, Roxy and Raver's Army, who both are the equal fastest qualifiers. So they'll be looking at into the match race series, the way it works. We'll get the top eight dogs based yep. on times, um, and they'll be matched up 1v4, 2v3, and then 5v8, 6v7. And they'll be put together in, in a four-by-two-dog field, and they'll get matched up. It'll be about race three or race four on the night. It's a it's a really exciting um, series. It's one more so for the you know the spectators to get out and have a look and see some dogs run some time. But it's more the the way this series is set up. There's not much between all these SA dogs on time, so it's going to be really tight and competitive. I think throughout the series, um, we'll do the the Easter race rugs for the dogs. We'll have the inside the cameras for the greyhounds so you'll see what they're doing inside yeah and yeah it's a really good advent for local greyhounds to um yeah see what you can do against another dog so the the field itself is is box one the quickest box two the second quickest or is it randomly drawn and why is it one v four and not one and two yeah so we structure it so it's it's the prize money is structured so there's greater incentive there's greater there's more money if you're in the fastest series so we do 1v4 and 2v3 because um, just it's just the way we sort of set it up to give a chance. And the money's structured that way, similar with 5v8 and 6v7. They race for less money. And then when you see the eight-dog field come out, it's the one and two dog are not necessarily the fastest dogs. What you'll probably find is the seven and eight dogs in the field, which will be the last match race, will possibly be the fastest um, sort of qualifiers. So it sort of builds a little bit to a crescendo at yep. the end of the series. Okay. Because it's all about the winning time. Yes. You can win your match, but you've got to be the fastest overall, overall. to win. Mm. Yeah. All right, fantastic. Uh, speaking of Easter, um, hopefully you got the bunny ears on when we uh, get to that <laughs> sort of series, That's Matho. Nice. But uh, we've got the, uh, the Easter Cup. So we've got some yep. heats coming up of this on Thursday night. Now, this is over the middle distance, uh, yeah. two heats. Two heats, which are races five and six. And so the final is also held on that Thursday that we do the match race series. And we've actually had a few dogs that are sort of in the match race series and were eligible for the Easter Cup, but yep. you virtually had to commit to one or the other. Yes. So the uh, the two heats, uh, as I said, races five and six, has drawn together some really good middle distance dogs. And they'll all be looking to get to the final the following Thursday. Um, interestingly, Yatesy, um, one of my best bets, comes up in the uh, first heat of the East. Okay, what do you got? So in race five, I do like number four, Spring Agatha yeah. for Greg Board. Yep. She just looks the leader here, Yatesy, yeah. doesn't she? Well, um, look, beaten last run by Bedrock Fred over the 680 at Murray Bridge, but what that'll do is give it a nice tighten up. She yeah. was very good in the lead, uh, leading all the way, beating Bedrock Fred at the... Uh, Start prior, I think. Was that Cup Night? Uh, Might have been. Where, um, anyway, she look. You think she's the leader? Um, yeah. Has got a great record here. Really overall solid, good time. Um, I thought the other chances in that race were the five and the eight. Uh, yeah. Yaramundi Paul, who we saw trial actually in between yeah. races the other night, and the other one was Fantastic Luna, who was a, a pretty solid winner leading all the way last She's run. Probably surprised the speed she showed. Yeah. In, in last uh, Thursday, leading all of the way, but I mean she'll benefit from that run. Box eight. I'm not too sure. Yep. Um, she'll certainly land a lot further forward. Um, she probably just has to avoid 
Yarramundi Paul wants to get off a little bit. And Victor Reid from the one we saw last week did want to come out um, in the front straight early because he doesn't really like the one. Keeps drawing the one, Victor Reid. <laughs> he doesn't really <laughs> like it. Um, but yeah, I just think, just needs to avoid that. But she'll be strong. But I just think Spring Agatha, there can be two of Spring Agatha sometimes. She can throw in the odd um, poor performance, unfortunately. But at her best, she is a really, really good. So I think Thursday night we'll see her best. She'll lead and I think she'll win the first heat of the cup. The second heat, Yatesy. Um, I thought this was pretty wide open. And Springvale, uh, sorry, fantastic Dixie who drew box eight. Very impressive over the 500 metres last week after missing the start. Yep. Getting a nice run through, but did power home. Steps up to the 595. She does have a, a good record over 595, but has drawn wide. Yeah, uh, she's been placed five of her five runs here. Yet to win over the 595. Uh, interestingly, Springvale Rex is in this race as well. Also in the final of the Mount Gambier Cup yep. on Sunday. Yep. So uh, no rest for the wicked. Um Back to Spring Agatha too, Matho. We can all have a bit of an off performance. Yeah. So, yeah, can't we? Hopefully it's not the show. <laughs> Hopefully it's not today. Uh, but look, I'm, I'm really keen on Fantastic Dixie. I was quite taken. I've been quite taken by her last three, to be honest. Yeah. Like her run in the heat of the cup, the final of the cup at the bridge, and then the other night in winning. Um, didn't have things go away. Able to work through it and get it done nice and strong late. Um, I thought the dangers in this race were... Uh, maybe Spring Harbour um, off the inside. And I thought Springvale Rex had to be some sort of danger as well. Yeah, no, I agree. I, I, I think Springvale Rex might land in front of Dixie. Right. Which I think will um, go a long way to him, I think, going close to winning. Um, he has gone 34-2. Yeah. Um, so, but he did find the front off an inside draw. So he just needs to work his way towards the front. You know, maybe the more racing, the better for him. Yeah. So I think... Um, He'd be my on-top selection, but I think that's a bit more wide open, that heat, than the uh, than the first heat. You got any other best bets, Matho, for Thursday night at Angle Park? I was going to go all in on Spring Agatha, but I know last <laughs> week you said, Arnie, that one might not be enough for me, so I just I need a bit of a backup plan. So I'm going to go with, in race eight, number two, Flora Colossus for Marty Doyle. Yep. Um, I know that it's a strong race and Ravers Army will probably be favourite for Tim Aloisi heading towards that match race series. But I just think out wide Ravers Army might find a little bit of traffic. I think Flora Colossus might be able to work uh, its way to the front and be really hard to run down. I think he was well backed, wasn't he, off the inside last, last run? Week, yeah, second, yeah. Finished Redeem was able to was able to cross him. Yeah. So I just I think he might be able to push up and lead here. So if he does, hard to beat, I think. All right, so that's race eight, number two, and the other one, Spring Agatha, race five, number four. Yep. Um, my best for Thursday night, I was pretty keen on Miss Scallywag uh, in race nine. Um, Greyhound number four. Uh, look, placed behind Fantastic Luna last run, but what I like here is the uh, the drop back to the sprint. Um, I often like that pattern, and I thought uh, would be able to lob in a spot. You'll have speed both inside and outside, sort of working around. You've got Victor Curtin, also Molly Irish, your dog, yes, uh, yes. who'll be working uh, up and around them. And Bruce McGlynn can, can show speed as yeah. well from the seven. So I thought she might just have a nice run and just be strong uh, at the end. So she was one I liked, and obviously I like Victor Marley as well. Yeah. Coming back from Sydney, look, you probably get uh, no great price, but I really like the way she didn't fold. I, you know, I mean, some could say she fold, but I don't think she did. I thought she was entitled to fold a lot more from what I thought was going to happen off the back, but I thought pretty brave. And coming back to that sort of race, I thought could be the one. Uh, beautiful. Well, mate, big weekend. Carla and Gazard, Group 3, Mount Gambia Looking Cup. Yeah, let's hope we've uh, found the winner and uh, we'll catch you next time. <laughs>